Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Muslim, and everybody else in between. Countdown to the Super Bowl is on. So, what, two weeks from now at this time, uh, we'll know who won, uh, won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56, either the Los Angeles Rams or the Cincinnati Bengals. It's four points right now, the point spread. And look, I like the Rams. I got a Rams jersey, I've got a soft spot in, the, in my heart uh, for the Rams. I'm a Dodger fan, but I got to tell you, the four points just seems a little high to me right now. But, you know, we've seen Cincinnati. We've just seen this team, man, overcome, overcome point spreads and difficult spots time and time again. I'm not ready to lay four points against these guys. And in similar situation as today, like I said, look, I was on the Niners today plus three and a half. And you guys know me. I'm not a big old because it's a half point this or that, but... In a, in, a, in a rivalry like this, in a playoff game, these games are tight, man. These games are close, all right? And look at this year, man. With the exception of the wild card weekend in which there were blowouts, um, this, this playoff has been as close as it gets. And I don't really see any I don't think I don't think it's a blowout. Like, we've seen Super Bowls in the past in which it's a blowout. It's not going to be a blowout. Like, Cincinnati don't quit. So, even if you're up on Cincinnati by double digits, it doesn't matter. They'll come back. And I don't think Cincinnati, you're just going to smoke the Rams and blow the Rams away. And the Rams are capable of coming back as well. It's going to be a hell of a game. It's it's a strange game. You know what I mean? As far as, you know what I mean? It's, they're not like the biggest brand name teams, right? The Rams are big because they're in Los Angeles and they have this new stadium and stuff. But the Rams, it's not like the Rams have, a, you know, millions of fans around the world, right? And the Cincinnati Bengals, similar situation. Right, the Bengals are an Ohio team. There's they got a couple of fans sprinkled out everywhere. There's fans of every NFL team everywhere. But you know what I'm saying, right? So as far as you know, this, this Super Bowl is concerned, I think you know it'll be interesting to see who people bet on because it's not going to be like oh it's Brady and it's automatic this or people bet on Brady or against him, etc. This, you know, you're just really breaking it down from a football game perspective. And as I stated, right now, I think four is a little bit high. Matthias, who would you take if the Super Bowl was tomorrow? And look, we don't have to give a pick right now. We've got uh, 14 days, right? We're two weeks away. But if you were, if we had to, yeah, plus four. Huh? Like the way look, these guys are just this resilient. Like, you know, you're getting points. Hey, I think them. they're winning. I think they'll beat the Rams. I think their offense is going to fly high, no weather conditions. I think Joe Burrow is going to, fl- you know, throw that ball around for 300 yards. It's going to be a great day. Nobody's going to expect it, but the Bengals are the real deal. If you look like this, that's what I'm saying. Like as far as Burrow being young, 
Like, you can't say, like, do you think Stafford's better than Burrow? No. Right? You can argue they're even. Not really. I don't know. I think Burrow just sort of has that little edge and that magic to him. Something that's interesting, though, is uh, they are both SEC quarterbacks. And, you know, it seems like George has been on this big run. The Late Night Anger Management Class, it's level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Countdown to Super Bowl 56 has begun. Wow. Although, listen, I'm still, I'm still recovering from the Buffalo Bill game last week. I'm still in shock and denial. Like, I really am. I've, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen any highlights of it. I saw them show, like, a brief clip today of, of the Bills game, and I looked away. I was like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to see that. So from that standpoint, from that standpoint, I'm kind of glad it's Cincinnati. I don't have to look at Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and talk about the comebacks and the, and the highlights and all that other stuff. We're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengal team that are getting four points against the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams bang back late double digits. They beat San Francisco for the first time. Um, they lost six, six straight games. Uh, they win what it counts the most. Jimmy G's played his last game with San Francisco. Looks like Tom Brady is uh, set to retire. McDaniels just got the job in Las Vegas. A hell of a lot of stuff uh, going on. But... As far as the point spread in the Super Bowl is concerned, there was an advanced number like this weekend, right? FanDuel had advanced numbers up for all the potential Super Bowl matchups. And the Los Angeles Rams were laying three and a half to the Cincinnati Bengals in the advanced um, matchup. Now that it's real, it's actually four. It's actually four. And we are a FanDuel show, but... I wanted, I'm going to check. I'm, you know what? On the other side, we'll check and see what's going on in Las Vegas right now just so we can sort of get a feel for which way this is going to go. I personally, I, it's not going to four and a half. I, you know, I, it's not getting any higher. The question is, does it come down? And quite frankly, as a betting man, I think it will. I think if you like the Cincinnati Bengals, you pull the trigger on them at plus four. I don't think you're getting four and a half, and it wouldn't shock me if this thing was three and a half in the morning. As it is right now, the Bengals are minus 114, uh, plus four. The Rams are minus 106, at uh, minus four. So that tells you right there that if it's going anywhere, it's going in Cincinnati's direction, right? They're the favorite on the money line with the point spread, so to speak, which means it's more probably goes to three and a half Instead, SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. 
All right, Ian Cameron's going to step up in it in a couple of moments, uh, and uh, Jonas will get his thoughts on the weekend action. We'll take a look at the overnight NHL uh, card, NBA. There is more going on than just uh, football. We'll get back to that soccer, quite a result earlier in the day. Um, I see that um, G. Martinez in our chat, big Niner fan. He is a Niner fan. <clears throat> Says it only took him two hours to get over the game because uh, he's used to it with Jimmy G. I should note, I'm not going to, I'm not coming at you because it's always difficult after a team loses, but you were defending Jimmy G a lot <laughs> all the time. So when, now you're throwing him under the bus. Hey, listen, it is what it is. It was a nice run by the Niners. It was a nice run by the Niners. And it's not easy to get to a Super Bowl, guys. It isn't. Like, look at Patrick Mahomes' dominance in the National Football League. This kid's won one Super Bowl. He's only won once. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been around a long time. He's won once. Right? It's not easy. Right? Like, um, who was it? One of our guests was it Russ Baxter brought it up. He said he's talking to Brian Billick. Or, you know, about Brian, Brian Billick was asked after the Ravens won a Super Bowl years ago, why is it so? How come nobody ever repeats the Super Bowl champion? And because he said, well, it's hard to win one, let alone to win two. And listen, the NFL playoff format, the way that it is, I don't know. You know what? Are the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams the best two teams in the National Football League? I don't know. Maybe not, right? But it's sort of like the, it's like March Madness. You know, I was thinking about that with the Cincinnati Bengals today. Like, how good are they? Are they the best team in the National Football League? Probably not, but they're better than the team that they play every week. That's what Lou Holtz said years ago about Notre Dame. Notre Dame won the national championship, but their schedule was kind of wasn't very tough, right? It was kind of a cupcake schedule that they played. And they ran the table, and Lou Holtz was asked after, do you really believe that you know you guys are the best team in the country? Even though you're undefeated, people question your schedule. And he said, I don't know if we're the best team in the country, but he goes, I know that nobody beat us, right? And he said, I know we were, we were the best team every, every week. So, and he had a point, right? If you don't like it, beat them. You know, there's a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams are going to be at home looking and going, how the hell did the Bengals pull this off? Right? I mean, look, against the Raiders, they weren't dominant. They were lucky to beat Tennessee. Everything just sort of fell, you know, f- went their way. You know, it was, it was actually brilliant of them because, like I said, they knew. They knew that they were going to go to Tennessee instead of Kansas City. And, yeah, they went to Tennessee and Kansas City. But don't – come on. Does anybody really believe that that Buffalo Bill game didn't take a lot out of Kansas City? You saw in the first half they had energy, and in the second half they just hit a wall. And they seemed slow on defense. Mahomes was struggling. Nothing, you know what I mean? you got to give credit to the Bengals for their adjustments as well. But KC were fatigued in the second half, and Cincinnati took advantage of it. But one thing with Cincinnati, and we've seen this all year with these guys, they are resilient as hell, and it's Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow's just, you know, not everybody can instill that confidence on the sideline. Josh Allen can. Right? Like, look, last week, Josh Allen, they said, hey, one minute, no problem. We're going to do this. Right? There's certain these, these young, some of these young quarterbacks, man, they've got, they've got a moxie about them. And I don't think the Cincinnati, like I, we talked about it earlier, the Cincinnati Bengal players, they're not going to be nervous in the Super Bowl. Like, you can't say, oh, well, you know what I mean? They're a younger team and there's going to be nerves and stuff. Jamar Chase isn't going to be nervous. The kid just won a national championship two years ago, played a national championship game. Does he look nervous, this kid, on the field? Does Joe Burrow seem like a young quarterback? No, he's like a grown man, right? Like, he looks like a veteran quarterback. Burrow plays like a veteran. 
He doesn't act like a second-year player. Um, you know, T. Higgins has won a national champ. He's played in multiple national championship games, right? Like they, they, you know, they have. We talked about the guys on Oklahoma, guys on Michigan. They have guys that have played in big games on Cincinnati, and I don't think they're they're not intimidated by the moment. If anything, there's going to be more pressure on the Rams because the Rams are the favorites. The Rams are the ones that went all in for this. The Rams are going to be at home for the next couple of weeks, which I think is more of a disadvantage than an advantage, actually. Like, ideally, if you know, I, I, I guarantee you, if you told McVay, what would you prefer? I'm not saying you wouldn't want to play the game in Los Angeles, but being in Los Angeles for the next couple of weeks, now, I don't. they're not going to leave, but... I would like, you know what I mean? You want to shut things off. You want to shut things off. You know, you think about it. How many, like, basically, if the Rams don't make the Super Bowl, nobody's calling them for tickets, right? So now you're on the Rams. Suddenly, everyone in your family, everyone you know, everybody wants tickets to get in. It's $6,000 to get in. They don't have the six dimes, you know, and it's just, you know what I mean? You're going to practice. You're seeing the billboards. You're seeing it on local TV all the time. Right, you get caught up in, you know what I mean? Now listen, they're pros, McVay will do a good job, and also it's going to help the Rams that they've been in the Super Bowl. Yet, we said this earlier, and I said it about the San Francisco game, even though I was on, and listen, we hit, we banged both games today. We took the Bengals plus the 7.5, and, and we were on the Niners plus the points. And I said, just because I'm on the Niners plus the points doesn't mean I don't think the Rams can win the game. And I didn't mean that I didn't think I was going to win my bet. I meant that I thought it was going to be a one, two, three-point game. And I said that. And as it is right now, as it is right now, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about this game. It wouldn't surprise me if the Rams won the Super Bowl, but it would surprise me if they won by five points. And I'm not, you know what, we're not giving a pick. Usually your gut instinct is, is the way to go. I do believe the point spread could come down. I was saying earlier. It was three and a half. That was the advanced number, three and a half. So they made it four right now because the Rams just played, right? So people, and the Rams are the flashier team. Like they, and another thing is they could have posted the four to try to get Ram money because they might think the Bengals are the play, right? They, you know, you know, what is home? There's no home field here. And another thing is too, the Cincinnati Bengals guys, they're eight and two right now against the spread. Their last ten road games. So you can say, "Well, this is a neutral game." Well, it's a road game. You're not at home, and it really is a road game. You're playing against the Los Angeles Rams. You're playing in their home stadium. So, point being, the Bengals are a good road team. Like they're good away from home. So it's not like they're suddenly, you know, what I mean, what you've got perfect conditions indoors here. As far as the total is concerned, I think it's a little light. I think I think it's just a little a little light. As it is right now, if the Super Bowl was tomorrow and I had to make a pick right now and we're betting this game and I had to give you a prediction for this game, I would say that it's a 27-24 game. And one thing that we do know too, um the kicker McPherson on the Bengals. This kid is money. And here's another one. Another. He's a rookie. Does he play like a rookie? We see veteran kickers miss big kicks all the time. Right? This kid is a, he's a rookie. 
He's a rookie. This kid is money. Money Mac. All right? This kid is money. I mean, the only thing that this kid did wrong all year is earlier this year he celebrated a field goal that missed. <laughs> hey, we've all, we've all done dumb things, all right? Um, we've all made mistakes. So, yeah, I, I, I was watching it, too, and I had, you know, I had a good laugh. I was like, hey, kid, especially being a rookie, calm down on the celebrations. Like, earlier this year, he celebrated a lot when he, when he made these kicks. He's a cocky kid. So, he had, like, celebrations going and stuff, and he missed, but he thought he made it. And I don't know why, but a couple other Bengals did, too. They came over, and they patted him on the head because they saw him. Re- like, they thought he made it, and he didn't. And after that, he chilled out. He dropped the attitude a little bit. That was a little bit of a humbling moment for him. He, you know, he dropped the attitude a little bit. Now this guy's been nothing but money, man. And that could be a difference in a football game like this that could be close. I mean, this kid, you know he's going to drill it from 50-plus. Ian Cameron steps up and in. The late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Portrait Sunday, Bloody Sunday. We're breaking it down. Zero six channel 159, a muddy or 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The Super Bowl is set. Let's bring in Ian Cameron as we do every Sunday and Wednesday. Another wild weekend of football. But Bano, always a pleasure. How you doing tonight? What I've been watching in NFL football for a very, very long time. I will say this right now. I think this was a greatest of all time combined weekend between the divisional playoffs and the conference championships in terms of how good an football was. Every single game, all six games, divisional playoffs, conference championships, thrilling down to the wire finishes. You can't ask for any better than that. Yeah, you don't think that the National Football League is going to be able to top themselves on a weekly basis, on a game-by-game basis, uh, but they do. And it sets up for, for a pretty evenly matched Super Bowl as well. But, Ben, as you just stated, you saw how close the divisional round games were, uh, how tight these games were uh, today, the conference championship games, and there's really no reason why anyone's going to get blown out in this Super Bowl uh, right now. FanDuel post uh, the four. Uh, 49 and a half. I know there's some 50s out there as well, but sitting at uh, sitting at four of a battle, 49 and a half, interesting number. As we stated, just how close these games have been. And as I stated, I, you look at this Super Bowl right now, there's no reason to think that this won't be a very, very closely played game, Babano. No, there's no question. I'm looking forward to it. It feels like we've got fresh blood it feels like we've got, you know, something different for a change. We got Matthew Stafford versus Joe Burrow. I know the Rams were in the Super Bowl like it against the Patriots because they were so dominated in that game. They didn't do anything offensively. Still kind of feels new that the Rams are in the Super Bowl. And certainly for the Cincinnati Bengals, they're in it for the first time since 1988. So it's a fresh matchup. It's kind of like new blood, two quarterbacks that have uh, never been to the Super Bowl before. I know there's some people that are actually pessimistic and saying nobody's going to watch this Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? I'm excited. I'm looking forward to breaking it down for the next two weeks. 
the same amount of people watch the Super Bowl, no matter who's in it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really. the Super Bowl. The Super right? Bowl. And, You're still watching, please. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like you know, you've got it's a great matchup between great, uh, great teams. It's amazing. They both have taken like complete opposite directions to get here. I mean, it's amazing. You know, Cincinnati have gone from from worst, worst to first. Joe Burrow in the league in two years takes them to the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Rams. Rams have been knocking on the door. They made it to the Super Bowl, and they went all in the veteran route, right? They went all in. They traded all their draft picks. I mean, the Rams' future and the Rams' draft, you know, the Rams' draft board is extremely bare, guys. They went all in. They went. It's very similar to Tampa last year. Tampa went all in to win, and it'll it'll have ramifications for years down the road, but they got that championship. Similar situation with the Rams. The Rams are going to have a hard time in a couple of years keeping this thing together, but it's all about winning and it sets up. They get to play on their home field, but man, I'll tell you what, you know, Joe Burrow's not an easy guy to bet against. I don't care how old he is, but Bano, how many years he's been in the national football league. The kid's just a winner, man. Uh, he won a national championship and he's 60 minutes away right now from winning a, a Super Bowl, And that's not easy to do, especially as quickly as this. I mean, you win in your last year of college, and then you win in essentially your second year in the National Football League. And let's not forget, Papato, we did get hurt last year. But just an, an incredible story that the Bengals are here. Unbelievable. Yeah, incredible because I'll be honest, as someone that bet Cincinnati today, I thought they were done, down, or not done, but they were in big trouble at the very least at one point this afternoon. And to see them, just the mental resilience and toughness of Joe Burrow. And that's something I always knew he had, but clearly the entire team had it. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's Burrow. So it filters down to the rest of the football team that we just go to the next play. We don't give up on the football game. We've got lots to go. Uh, and they made their adjustments. Their offense was much better. Their offensive line had a very good second half and they got stronger. That offensive line's been criticized. It's been maligned throughout the playoffs and the Tennessee game in particular. But they got better as the season progressed. And hats off to the defense. They went with three man pass rush, three man pressure in the second half. They dropped the linebackers and more people into pass coverage. And there were so many instances, Marenzi, where Mahomes has got. 10 seconds, 15 seconds, all day to throw the football, and he couldn't get rid of the football because the coverage was so airtight down the field. Kelsey, Hill, Hardman, it didn't matter. Nobody could get open. And the adjustment of dropping guys back into coverage after halftime made a huge difference. I think we can put to rest the idea that Zach Taylor and his coaching staff can't make adjustments or can't figure things out at halftime. Incredible adjustments on defense. It made a huge difference for the Bengals. Well, it's amazing what a good quarterback can do and how much how much smarter a head coach can look with a good quarterback, right? And Zach Taylor's a great example of that. Yet, we've got to give where credit is, is due. I mean, Taylor, no one, people have criticized this guy time and time again over the years, wondered if he should be the guy, if he is the guy uh, to be a National Football League head coach. And, you know, look, they handle their business. And what's impressive about this, really, if you look back, I mean, they won on the road and they beat the one seed. They go on the road and they beat the two seed. They they handle their business and you know they hadn't won a playoff game, guys. They won a playoff game in like 31 years, right? And not only that, they rattle them off. And you remember, Joe Burrow, he he means it. We spoke with Mike Dettelier about this last week, Papano. You know, you'll often hear guys, well, we want more, right? You know, we're not satisfied. We want more. And of course, you're going to say that. Player, you know, of course, they're going to say that. But with Burrow. We saw he really didn't celebrate all that much after they beat the Raiders. And he said, I know everybody's happy and it's been so long. But he said, we expect to win this game. And, 
he said, get used to it. We're going to, you know, we're going to win playoff games from, from now on uh, in this city. And he's really backed it up. Like I said, this, this guy's unbelievable right now. And he's already, what he's done is already amazing. But if he pulls this off and he wins the Super Bowl, I mean, that's legendary stuff. It's just legendary stuff. It's legendary stuff. He was much better. Like the whole offense was better. They started running the ball, mixing the all. Uh, he made great plays. He had a couple mistakes, but he just put it aside. Like the interception to Sneed in the fourth quarter that was intercepted by Sneed, I should say, in the fourth quarter. 21. Uh, you know, it didn't phase them. They got a big defense. After that, and he comes right back, uh, and he again uh, gets the uh, Bengals down the field and gets them in a field goal range for McPherson, who has been money in the bank, who's copyrighted the phrase "money Mac" apparently and rightfully so. That guy is a lights out kicker, and he's just well, a he's rookie. another guy that's a kid, right? That's another thing. He's a rookie, and he's got a cockiness and an arrogance about him too. They were saying, man, this guy's got more swagger than Burrow does actually, and and he's backed it up. He's backed it up. I mean, they've got a ton of confidence in this guy. It doesn't like that's the one thing with the Cincinnati Bengals, man. You've got a rookie kicker that has stepped up and in. You've got you've got a second year quarterback that is lighting it up. You have a relatively inexperienced head coach uh, that has this team in the Super Bowl against a team that's just loaded with superstars and that was built to make it to the Super Bowl uh, in the in the Los Angeles Rams. But you, as you mentioned. The field goal kicker, McPherson, he's been a massive difference maker for this team. I remember earlier in the yep. year, Bano, I busted his balls a bit. I don't know if you recall, but he celebrated after he thought a field goal went in and it didn't. <laughs> and I was like, not a good look, kid, especially for a rookie. You know, don't don't celebrate so much. I think, though, you know what? His teammates got a laugh out of it. And I think it actually sort of it humbled him a little bit. He's, he's, he's been less cocky since then. He's been all business. But unbelievable. It goes to show, man, what a difference it's made. If they just had some stooge kicker, they're not here right now. Feeling like special teams is critical, and it's it's proven. I want to talk about one of the plays that won the goal. What was it? 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and it, the Bengals had burned all their timeouts. And if the Chiefs get a touchdown there, they'd kick the extra point, they'd go up four. Burrow's going to have no timeouts and barely 30 seconds to try to get a touchdown. And it was third and goal. And in that play, Mahomes somehow got free of the pass rush, and he had like 10 or 15 seconds to just stand there, look and look and look to find somebody to get open, and he couldn't find anybody. It was part of that adjustment that the Bengals made at halftime to drop more players. Look at the difference, and eventually he got sacked, and he fumbled. Bengals nearly recovered that, and if they did, the game would have been over right there. Butker ends up kicking the field goal, goes to overtime. Bengals win anyway, but just one of those plays where the Bengals' defense came up big, and if they had, and if the Chiefs had scored a touchdown there, it could have been a completely different outcome. The defensive turnaround, put it this way, Kansas City scored 21 points and had 292 yards in the first half. In the second half, they had three points, and they had, what, it was 82 total yards unbelievable difference and for the most part yeah they really had like 33 i mean the 82 exactly sort of came it was ugly like yeah they they just fell apart obviously i think fatigue kicked in a little bit and we thought we were concerned it was one of the reasons why we liked the Bengals in this game plus the points i thought they'd be the fresher team uh, and they were but clearly and as you stated earlier i mean come on i was on the Bengals. i didn't think i didn't have them on the money line i just had them plus the points but I and that's that's on me because if you take them plus the points, you got to take them on the money line as well. But yep. I didn't. 
But I don't know. I mean, I took San Francisco today. They they didn't win. I had them on the points. But I said, I was on live during the game of battle. I just said, man, we're playing for the teaser right now. I was thinking maybe they could cover the teaser the way things are going. I knew that Burrow wouldn't quit. They are resilient. But there's a difference in not quitting and just getting overwhelmed. And KC were just giving it to them. Right? But that, man, it all fell up to the, the turning point. Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill. That play at the end of the half. If he gets in the end zone, it's a blowout. I mean, the game's a route. It's over. And Andy Reid took the ball for that. He said he would have wished he had that end of the first half back and called a different play, maybe kick the field goal. Even kicking the he field goal would have made a difference. Yep. Like, you you know, that, that would have buried them. And you were getting the ball again, too. I was shocked just the way that it happened because it was really like, wow, after all that, if you're Cincinnati, you know what I mean? You're, you're still in this thing. And then you just got to come up with a stop, you know, to start uh, to start the second half, and you're right back in this thing. And they just they they kept battling, they didn't panic, and that's why they're going to the Super Bowl uh, right now. Right? We'll continue to break it down with Ian Cameron, aka Babano. The point spread is set. Rams laying four, total 49 and a half. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sunday, buddy, Sunday. This is Portridge. I am Gable Brett. You're the pimp, the players, the hustlers, the battles, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM, Channel 159, a Muddy or 1090. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Sports Byline, Sports Map Radio, Armed Forces Radio Networks, and everybody else in between. So, up a battle for. 49 and a half right now. Interesting matchup. And as you stated, it's a fresh uh, matchup. Well, you know, the Rams won a Super Bowl, um, but they were in St. Louis uh, at the time. And now you get the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been in a couple of Super Bowls against San Francisco. This time they get the Los Angeles Rams. I haven't locked anything in yet. I haven't, like, clicked anything. We did have a good day today. I'm just going to sort of see where the the where this goes. I don't think it goes up, though. I think there'll be some Cincinnati money in this game uh, that uh, that people are going to believe in this football team. Yeah, it's in Los Angeles, but it's also the Super Bowl. So it's not going to be a pure home game for the Los Angeles Rams. But what was your initial uh, what's your initial lean and opinion here when you look at the four right now? Well, my projection was it was going to be minus three to three and a half. So it's actually maybe a, a point, half a point higher than I thought. With the Rams minus four, I think you have to diminish the home field a little bit. You saw it uh, in the game with the Rams and the 49ers. There was a lot of 49ers red uh, in that crowd uh, at SoFi Stadium. And if you think the people from the state of Ohio and the Cincinnati area aren't going to travel in droves to see their team play in the Super Bowl for the first time since 1988, you need your head examined. You know, there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans there. So uh, I definitely think, you know, it's going to cost them, though, to do it. Right, it's going to cost them to do it. We're talking about six thousand dollars, a little under six thousand dollars, to get in. So you're right, though. I mean, there's going to be Bengal fans that this is a once in a lifetime experience for them. 
um, that they're, they're going to embrace this. But at this ticket price, it could it could keep quite a few of them out. <laughs> Let's just For a blue-collar state, right. Yeah, exactly. It's a blue-collar. It's Yeah, exactly. But lunch pail, that's a lot of money, bro. And that's, you know, let's say, you know, you're not going to. However, if you're ever going to spend it, it'll be to see your team in the Super Bowl for the first time in 34 years. Yeah, We'll see which way the ticket prices go, which way the market goes uh, with Cincinnati in here. And hell, even in Los Angeles, I understand. Listen, there's going to be people with money, but I would expect that these ticket prices go down. It's just too much money. Yeah. Right. Like I was going to say, like, you don't go alone to these games. So if you're going with a girlfriend, you're going with your wife or you're going with a kid or whatever, I could, you know. You're talking about ten thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars for two tickets, but bad no. Not a lot of people in Cincinnati can afford that. No. Plus, no, there's the gonna be incentive to the go. hotel and everything. It's a lot, man. It'll come down. The prices will come down. Yeah, it is. I mean, if if you're the working class uh, person in, in Ohio with a and a working class family, it's gonna be difficult to foot the bill for a trip to the Super Bowl here. Um but the incentive is you get to see the team play live for the, in the Super Bowl for the first time in 34 years. You get to get out of the cold of Ohio and go to L.A., California, sunshine and warm weather. I mean, that's pretty appealing at this time of year as well. Uh, I think you'll still get the Bengals fairly well represented here in that game. So Joe Burrow, 6-0 and straight up and against the spread this year is a field goal of three points or more. Uh, <laughs> you want to go against that? Yeah. You really want to go against I'm not going against that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I've locked in my Super Bowl side already, but at this number, it's Bengals or nothing for me. Flat out. I'll, I'll just put that on record right now without even looking and dissecting at stats and player matchups and, and just the matchups, offense versus defense on the field. I already say this. I think the Bengals have the better kicker. And with no disrespect to Matt Gay uh, for the L.A. Rams, but Evan McPherson's not uh, better than anybody right now with what he's doing for them. Um it's Bengals right now. My initial gut reaction is I'm not looking to bet against Burrow and this team as underdogs right now. I'm just not. They had advanced numbers up before the game started, similar to the college football championship. So they, uh, you know, they had the numbers up and um, like before Georgia were minus one against Alabama, they ended up closing at minus three. So the pregame numbers don't always end up being the numbers, but as you stated, Babato, about three and a half, that's what the projected number was before. Right, so earlier today, before both everybody played today, the numbers were up, potential Super Bowl matchups, and San Francisco were two-and-a-half-point favorites against Cincinnati, and the Los Angeles Rams were three-and-a-half points. People always seem to remember what they saw last, right? So they just saw the Rams play, and yeah, oh, they're playing at home and stuff, but I, I, I this is not getting to four-and-a-half, right? So if it's going anywhere, it is coming back down to three-and-a-half at battle. So I think... I think you can. I think it's a legitimate point to make that you're not crazy. If you like the Bengals, you're not crazy to grab the four right now because I'd be shocked if it was four and a half, and I would not be surprised if it dropped to three and a half, actually. Yeah, I know our good friend Teddy Covers is very interesting line movement and where he thinks the line is going to go, but I'm in agreement with you. I don't think it would go much further than four. Five and a four, four, four and a half, I should say, on the Rams. They're not going to go to four and a half because there'd be too yes. much money coming in on the Bengals at that. People would jump on that. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. It's it's, it's balancing the books. It's making sure we have even two-way action both sides. And you're not going to get that, you know, if you and a half on the Rams. You're right. I think there's going to be some serious uh, buyback on the Bengals at that number. I mean, right now it's Cincinnati plus four. I understand. Now there are concerns, obviously. And I know already from what I've seen on Twitter, everybody's going to make a big deal of Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and uh, Leonard Floyd for the Rams on that 
ferocious defensive front against what's a shaky Bengals offensive line. All right, I totally get that. I understand that completely. That is a matchup concern if you're Cincinnati going into this game. Because with all due respect to Tennessee and all due respect to Kansas City, you know, the L.A. Rams every bit as good, if not better, with their defensive front and their ability to just blow up the line of scrimmage. For an offensive line that's had their issues, of course, gave up nine sacks to Tennessee. They were better, though, against Kansas City, but they still had in the first half a lot of problems. They couldn't run the football. Burrow didn't have a lot of time to throw the ball. Uh, in the first half, at least against Kansas City today, you know, that unit is going to be the paramount area of concern for Cincinnati and to deal with Donald, to deal with Miller, to deal with uh, Leonard Floyd next uh, two weeks from now. That's going to be a challenge. And it's the biggest probably hurdle the Bengals have in front of them. I can't disagree. People are going to look at that matchup, but they can, you know, what I mean, they've done a nice job getting this far, uh, you know, just sort of covering up covering things up uh, with smoke and mirrors uh, along the way. And Burrow's unbelievable. Just, you know what? Like, this guy, he's not Michael Vick. He's not, you know what I mean? He's not going to confuse you with Lamar Jackson or anything like that. But you'll notice when he does take off, he comes up with with big-time plays. The total is interesting because both these defenses can play. And that's something, too, with Cincinnati. You know what I mean? They don't have any name players on their defense, right? Like, they really Sam don't. Hubbard's pretty good. Yeah, but like they're not. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, he's not a household name, Banner. Right. So they get it done anyways, right? They just they find a way to get it done. The turnovers, the secondary has stepped up for them, and that's something to watch for as well in this game. The total at forty nine and a half. You know, it's interesting. This game could play into the twenties, or like, look, you look at the wide receivers and the talent on the offensive side of the ball here. You could argue that yeah, there could be points put up on the board, but. Things, you know, it's the Super Bowl, you know, nerves, the, the, the clock just quick, you know, starts to, you know, to tick pretty fast. You know, the, the, the total is interesting at 49 and a half. Normally, Super Bowl totals are a little higher, but uh, curious that they open it up like this. Yeah, we had an under last year with these two teams. It was uh, 31-9, obviously, for Tampa Bay. Uh, two years ago, it stayed under barely with San Francisco and Kansas City. With 31-20, just eight under. We had 13-3 with the Patriots and the Rams the year before that. So we've actually had three straight unders uh, in the Super Bowl uh, prior to this year's Super Bowl. And we're talking a total of 50 here uh, in this game. A very, very high number. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people liking under early in the week. Uh, and we saw two unders in the conference championship games today. Both games stayed under. Bengals and Chiefs stayed under. Rams and 49ers also stayed under. And, you know, normally I've been one to gravitate to overs, especially in the Super Bowl. Same thing goes with the Grey Cup. You know, I've looked to bet that game over the total more often than not because of it being a championship game. No team is going to give up. You know, there's always that opportunity to score garbage points late because, you know, it's the end of the season. It's it's winter to go home. Uh, but this total does seem a bit high. I do have concerns with the Bengals' offensive line. And what the Bengals did defensively in the second half against Patrick Mahomes in that offense, people shouldn't fall asleep on that. That was impressive, and they've got what it takes maybe to, con again, Cooper Cup, he se seems like nobody can stop him right now, and he, again, torched the 49ers for much of the game, but the Bengals' defense really made significant, terrific adjustments, and their performance in the second half, not many teams have held the Chiefs to three points in one half of football on their home field and below 100 total yards of offense. We cannot lose sight of just how good that Bengals' defense was, so crazy it is to say it, uh, the under to me, Kind of makes sense if you feel that way right now at 50, maybe looking toward the under. Well, if you recall, guys, what? The Raiders were moving the football. They came up with the late interception. 
right? What was what happened in the Tennessee game? Tennessee looked like they were about to win the game. They came up with a big interception. What happened today in the second half of the football game? Came up with a big interception. As I stated earlier, they don't have household names, this Bengals defense, uh, but they find ways to make plays in sort of that bend but don't break uh, fashion. You mentioned last year went under the number. Kansas City's offense just fell apart the year before the Super Bowl went under with uh, Kansas City winning 31-20. Year before that, the battle, the Super Bowl went under the number when uh, New England beat the Los Angeles Rams 13-3. to So uh, we've, we have had three consecutive unders in the Super Bowl as it is. And if you're just joining us right now, FanDuel has a, a total posted of 49.5. I did see some 50s out there as well. But FanDuel settled in at 49 and a half with the Los Angeles Rams uh, laying four money line up to minus 198 right now, Babano. So basically two to one Cincinnati Bengals, you're getting plus 166. That's gone up a little bit. That's that, 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 that's gone up a, a little bit. And we've got MVP uh, numbers posted right now. And you talk about Cooper Cup, man. I told people before the game started today when we were on and we gave our picks, I said, listen, yeah, it seems high. Cooper Cup, eight and a half receptions, but it's high for a reason. And we saw he went over the number again. Same with a hundred and a half receiving. Yeah, feels high, but he went. I still he, bet he it over. Killed it. He killed it. I gotta tell you, ten to one Cooper Cup to be the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Very attractive number uh, right there. Um, more with Babano on the other side. So we're breaking it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Uh, you know what, Babano? We got. Uh, we got a minute here. I want to get to some NHL with you and stuff, but we'll hold off. Uh, we'll hold off. We'll get to that on the other side. So as far as these Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl MVPs are concerned, Matthew Stafford right now, I don't understand this number. And this is crazy. I don't know if people are listening to me. The 10 to 1 with Cup literally just went to 850, just like that, Papano. No joke. Just went to just went to just went to 850 right now. Stafford, Stafford a plus 100. That's that's a crazy no. number. Joe Burrow is plus 240. Which Cup's is a, got as, as good a chance, if not better, than Stafford to win an MVP if the Rams win the Super Bowl. So to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't bet Cup at that price. And put it this way too: we always get into this. If you like the underdog in the Super Bowl, like if if the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow is going to have to play well. So look, the Cincinnati Bengals are plus one sixty six guys on on the money line, but Joe Burrow is plus two forty to be the MVP. Like the Bengals can't win the Super Bowl unless Joe Burrow plays well. Right, it's just it's one of those deals. So that number will come down as well. There's going to be a lot of movement, man. I'm telling. You, there's more line movement now than there's ever been in past years in sports betting. You know, there's 30 plus states where it's legal right now. Everybody bets on sports. Everybody bets on these props. And man, it didn't take these long these guys long to get these props up. Actually, that's another thing we talked about that last week. Used to have to wait for Super Bowl props. They're going to be posted. You know, they're coming out. They're coming out as fast and furious. There's already line movement right now. But as we stated, guys, if you think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win this football game and can win this football game, then you've got to be on Joe Burrow to win the most viable play. And why get something at plus 160 or plus 166 when you can get it at plus 240? The late night anger management class continues. The band will rejoin us on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Freeman Award. Level two. Ian Cameron will step back up and in and join us to take a look at the overnight uh, numbers. We're talking about Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup. And, um, you know, it's it's been something that Matthew Stafford can can lean on knowing, you know what, you know, I don't have to uh, don't I don't have to do too much. I've got, you know, skilled, skilled wide receivers can make plays uh, for me. And um, this is the first time this season that the Rams had uh, two players with over 100 receiving yards with Odell Beckham and with Cooper Cup. The last time the, uh, the Rams did it in the playoffs, the 2004 wild card. Torrey Holt and Kevin Curtis. So we're going back a ways, going back a ways. And, you know, what, what an acquisition, right? You know, we talked about both these teams getting here in different fashion, Cincinnati sort of rebuilding, doing it through the draft. And, and the Los Angeles Rams just attacking. And any any good player that they can sign, any good player they get, you know, started really with bringing Jalen Ramsey in really as well. Right? It's one of those deals, and a lot of times you'll hear this, you'll see it in the NBA, baseball, other sports as well. It's not just the, the National Football League, but I've always found teams that are the more aggressive ones are rewarded. Right, like championship caliber teams will always want more talent. Well, a lot of times, other times you'll hear, "Well, no, we don't need to get him because we already have these guys." Well, no, but you already have those guys. But imagine if you you get this guy as well, and you know, exact same situation last year with Antonio Brown, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right, Michael Evans, Mike Evans, a stud. Chris Godwin was a stud, but they said, you know what? It will be even tougher to beat. Let's bring in Gronkowski. Let's bring in uh, let's bring in A.B. And you look at the Rams as well. People aren't thinking about the Rams and Odell Beckham. People often think about all right, which team needs, you know, which, which team needs him. Right? Which team is in his position need? And, you know, like I said, sometimes it's not that you need, you need somebody, but it'll make you better. So give credit to the Rams. For getting it done with Odell Beckham. Because it has made a difference, especially with Woods out. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.